Joining us as we ask an expert, Janzi DeGrover, with Minneapolis Public Schools Community Edge. She's got a couple of classes coming up. Look for even more in the spring. Jan, thanks for being here again. Nice to be here. So I know that you know quite a bit about knives and actually teach an entire class on that topic. I've always been a little overwhelmed. If I were to invest in just one or two knives, what do you think they should be? Well, of course, that really depends on what kinds of things one wants to do in the kitchen. But I would say for almost everybody, having a chef's knife, which would be something that has a blade anywhere between about 6 and 10 inches on it, a small paring knife for use with just tiny little delicate things, and a good peeler, and I would recommend the Kuhn Recon carbon steel bladed one. They're available for $3.95 at any cookware store, or you can get three of them for 10 bucks on Amazon. And a bread knife, because if you have taken up baking, as so many people have during the pandemic, a good bread knife will slice right through those loaves with their marvelous new crispy crusts in a way that a lightweight one will not. None of these need to be very expensive knives at all. Okay. Do you have any suggestions about where to start shopping? Is your average discount department store okay, or should you look for a store that specializes in in cookware? Well, I think maybe neither. I I would go to a shop that specializes in knives. Okay. Locally, we have Eversharp on Taft, just north of East Hennepin, which is just a jewel of a store to shop in. In Madison, Wisconsin, there's Chef Knives to Go, which is uh, just a mail order only place. Even if one doesn't end up buying from them, you can learn an enormous amount reading all of their wonderful information and looking at their videos. One of the real catches is that probably the blade itself matters less in the end for most people than the handle. And for an inexpensive chef's knife, I would probably recommend one of two, either a Victorinox, chef's knife with the food service handle, which generally retails for about $39. The reason I mentioned that it has a food service handle is that many knife handles are primarily decorative and you pay more even though they have the same blade as one that is a food service model. The food service model has a plastic handle that is highly textured so that even if your hand is wet, you can use it without your hand slipping. And those are available at local hardware stores. I would say that would be a great starter blade for a chef's knife, and that's available in either 8-inch blades, 10-inch blades, or 12-inch blades. They're also available on, on Amazon. Little paring knife you can pick up practically anywhere, and that the little Victorinox one is about six bucks, and that's a great little knife too. The other thing that's really important is that one have a either a good hone or steel, because if you look at the edge of a blade, say like under a, a microscope, you'll see that it isn't really continuous. It's made up of little tiny tiny teeth, okay. and those get out of alignment especially when you are chopping or slicing very hard things like carrots. Mm -hmm. And when they do, the knife suddenly starts to feel as if it isn't sharp anymore. So what you want to do is to use either a hone or a steel to bring all of those teeth into alignment so that they present a continuous edge. The best one I know of at an inexpensive price is called an Ida hone. It's a ceramic hone, and those are available at Eversharp. They're also available by mail from Chef Knives to Go in Madison.
Lots of great advice right there. I'm trying to absorb it all in. Quick question about cutting boards. Do you have a recommendation there? My cousin just made me a beautiful looking wood one, but I'm nervous to use Mm it. Oh, you really shouldn't be. How thick is this one that your cousin made you? Oh, it's at least an inch, maybe an inch and a half. He's getting into woodworking. I'm afraid you might find that it's going to start to warp if it's it's that thin. A, a friend made me a beautiful board, too, and it was about an inch and a half thick, and within a, a couple of weeks of use, it had warped. The goal, really, is to get a board that's you know, about two inches thick, um, because that is less likely to warp. But wood is definitely a better choice than, well, let me just start at the bottom of the things you don't want to ever use, and that that would be a glass board. They are guaranteed to dull knives. Food service uses poly boards, and the poly board that I would recommend, and those are available at restaurant supply stores, uh, is a San J board. It's got a certain degree of softness as a wooden board does. Mm-hmm. When I say wooden board, you want a wooden board that isn't just super, super, super hard. It should actually be able to kind of etch away at the surface. I mean, your knives should be able to leave lines in it if your knives are really nice and sharp, but they kind of self-heal. Bamboo okay. boards are good too. Some people, and I'm one of them, has a problem with audio feedback from a, a bamboo board because the frequency that you hear when you're chopping on it, for my ears anyway, is kind of painful. But they're terrific boards. You know, they're, they're made from a grass, so they're a sustainable board. Otherwise, I would look for a board that was made from maple, the usual sort of board that most people will agree feels really good under their hand, under their knife, and they take a long, long time to wear down. You know, Jan, cutting, prepping, chopping, a big chore, but very integral to cooking. Anything that we should know about maintaining our knives? Effective stainless steel knives have grown more and more hard by the addition of other metals to them. And that makes them quite difficult for people to maintain well at home. Okay. It used to be when stainless steel knives were softer that it was quite easy to keep an edge on them at home. But if you are able to keep an edge on these much, much harder knives these days at home, you're probably also taking off a fair amount of metal. So I strongly, strongly recommend that if somebody acquires a really hard knife, and the Victorinox I mentioned is one that's it's pretty hard. It's, it's got four other metals in the blade that you take it to a professional to get sharpened. And I would take it to Eversharp. I know I sound like either an Eversharp groupie or a cult member when I keep mentioning them, but (laughs) they they really know what they're doing. And if you instead take it like to a grocery store when they're going to have one of these free or $3 sharpenings and you you leave it while you sharpen and you pick it up, those are nowhere near as, as effective as the sharpening job that you'll get over at ever sharp. I just strongly, strongly recommend that people bring it there. If you're a regular home cook and you don't cook just insane amounts like for, you know, 10 people every day, Mm -hmm. and you've got a sufficiently sharp stainless steel knife, you're only going to need to have it sharpened probably once a year. I cook every day and I bring my knives to class for students to use. I only have to have them sharpened two or three times a year. It's absolutely worth it to take it over there because if it isn't really sharp, 
You're not going to enjoy using it, and it's going to be penitential to be shopping with it. Yes, a dull knife is just so much more dangerous than a sharp one. I completely agree. Jan Zeta Grover teaches with Minneapolis Public Schools Community Ed. She'll have some classes available this spring. Find out more at jazz88.fm. Jan, thanks so much for joining us this morning. You're very welcome.